From the 915 to H-Town, from the Panhandle Plains to the Valley, and everywhere in between, this is the 5050 Podcast, powered by College Promoters USA. Join me, Hector Cano, as we cover the Texas high school club and college soccer landscape, along with an inside look at the college soccer recruiting scene. The 5050 Podcast is a platform about the people and for the people who are dedicated to the beautiful game. College Promoters USA, founded and located in San Antonio, operates as the only family-owned college recruiting company in Texas that brings a truly professional, local, and face-to-face approach to area high school student-athletes and their families. If your son or daughter is serious about college athletics, call them at 210-494-6363 or visit collegepromotersusa.com anytime. College Promoters USA, the best investment a parent can make in their high school student-athletes. Here we go. It's another episode of the 5050 Podcast, powered by our proud partners, College Promoters USA. College Promoters USA, they are America's premier college prep program and high school student-athlete marketing service since 1997. Located locally here in San Antonio, you can find them in the Ventura Plaza Shopping Center, but you can also find them on social media on Twitter at SATX Recruiting, as well as on Instagram at College Promoters USA. And you can also get more information on them on their website at collegepromotersusa.com. My next guest, he is a uh, gentleman I've been hearing a lot of great stuff about for a while now. He is uh, in his new role as head coach of Lamar University. He is Nathan Kogut. Coach, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great and doing great. Loving the uh, color, by the way, on the, the, the color selection on the polo. So Looks great like choice. Yeah, good choice for you too. <laughs> right, right. Awesome. So thanks for joining us, Coach. Really appreciate you um, being here tonight. We know you're busy getting ready, prepping for um, UIW tomorrow. Is that correct? Yes, we, uh, we yeah. finished training a little while ago and uh, we're ready. Awesome. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah, you guys have definitely been ready. We'll, <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit more in a little bit, but so coach, um, some people that maybe don't know too much in terms of you or your journey, how you got here, just tell us a little bit of just a couple of places where you've been and how you got, how you got to Lamar. Oh, where I've been. Um, <laughs> I started coaching. I, I really got into coaching with club. Um, while I was at the university of Alabama, it's been 11 years now. I realized I wanted to get into the college game and started there. Um, went Division three and on the men's side in Memphis at Rhodes. Wanted to get into the women's side, made the jump to Division two um, in West Virginia. Started a program there, moved across the country to Illinois at the Division three level again. And then uh, G. Greary from Texas A&M. I, we're, we're, I, I grew up in College Station, so... Did a lot of stuff with AM. He called uh, four years ago now and brought, asked if I'd like to join the staff. And, you know, I, I was there for four years. And then this past end of March, uh, Lamar was open. And it was one of those things where we had a discussion and uh, I went to Lamar. So I've been in Beaumont since the beginning of April. Wow. Interesting journey. Cool journey. Very cool stuff, right? So, being able to go there to uh, land at your home uh, hometown, coaching there four years, uh, and now you're the head head man there at Lamar. Um, tell me, so so far, right? What's been maybe the hardest and 
easiest thing so far now that you're there at the helm D1 program there at Lamar? The easiest is that at the end of the day, coaching is coaching, recruiting is recruiting. That that stuff, no matter who you have, that's the same. Uh, whether I'm at the Division three level or Division one, you know, players are players, and you you work with what you have. And we all got into the game for probably for relatively similar reasons. And for me, the easiest piece was the coaching, which a lot of people don't realize at the college level. Um, that's a very small percentage of what we get to do. So that honestly, being able to roll right into that has been really, really easy. Um, the hardest part I will have to say, uh, most people ask me about, you know, the difference in resources and things like that. To me, the hardest part is you're following the most successful coach in school history. And you are, uh, we have changed some things. We haven't changed everything. We'd be dumb to do that. But we, when you start to put your stamp on the program, uh, you know, that's difficult. You know, you can't change everything all at once. You can't leave everything the same. Um, and so it's, you're walking in and merging, you know, a group that was already there with a group that's coming in. And, you know, one group doesn't know anything and the other group only knows it one way. And so kind of melding those two groups has been, I would say that's been the biggest challenge, but it's been one that has kept our staff on our toes and it makes it fun to show up every day. Yeah. You know, they, they say, and I know you've heard this, right. Is you normally, you don't want to be in the coaching world. You don't want to be the guy after the guy, right. You want to be the guy after the guy that replaced. Right. So, um, so that's, yeah, that's a, that's a great point. I hadn't really thought about that, but you, you mentioned you've changed some things, right? So as you go in, in that transition, because there's always a transition, right, obviously. And in that, whenever there's a new coach, a big part of it, the heavy lifting is, is the culture implementation and the brand. Where do, where do we, do we start over or where do we take it from here? How, how have you found yourself, you and your coaching staff, how have you found yourself establishing that so far? I will start, I will answer that question by, by stating this, what the previous staff did worked and it worked really well for them and there's nothing wrong with it. And I am grateful for the foundation that they laid for, for myself and the rest of our staff. What we've really done is um, we, we try to put Lamar's name out there a little bit more. It's the, it's one of the most successful programs in the state of Texas over the last five or six years. And, you know, when you've won 70 games like the previous staff did in the last five or six years, um, that's that that should open some doors. And so a big piece for us is we just sold that. So we went into Dallas, we went into Austin, we went into to Houston and San Antonio, and we just met with clubs and just make sure that they knew where we were, and what we were about um, and really getting our name out there and connecting a little bit more than had been done previously. And that has been a really big piece, um, especially on the recruiting side. We have a lot of people that had never thought about Lamar. And now not only are they taking their phone calls, they're calling us. Um, and that, that's nice. been a really big thing. Um, but the other piece for us was when you try to set a culture, you've got to do it in an organic way. You can't, you know, this generation of student athlete, you, you can't wake them up at 6 a.m. on on a Saturday and put them through like a ropes course or something like that. And then talk about it as well as you used to be able to, because 
half of them are going to are still going to think about I could have done all this at noon instead of 6 a.m. And so our big thing was just relationship building. We just wanted them to know how much that we we care and how important they are to us. We soccer is the main thing, but it's not the main piece for us. So they are soccer players, but just making them know that they are more than that to us has been our biggest, our biggest thing. And there's been times where we've been really successful with it. And there's been other times where we've definitely slipped, but we've been very intentional about it and it has paid off. And we, we are seeing it in our relationships with our kids, in our meetings with our kids, and then the way that they play with each other. I mean, that's, that's been a really, really key thing for us. So one of the things I've noticed um, pretty quickly, as soon as you got there, because I know you were appointed back in April, is you've assembled a really, really strong coaching staff, right? Including, you know, shout out to fellow 50-50 pod alum, Colton Bryant, Coach Bryant. Um, little shameless plug there, right? Uh, what what has been, how what has that experience been like now that you're at the helm, right? Now that you're the head there and you've got that really good, really sharp, really strong, co- really experienced coaching staff. What has that experience been like? No one tells you how to hire a staff. They give you some feedback and then they usually give you a name or two. And so I was very intentional that about what I wanted more than who I wanted. But I will say that Colton was more of a who I wanted and what I wanted as soon as I got the job. So with with him, it was uh, it wasn't announced until the middle of April, but I know that I gave him a phone call at the beginning of the month just sort of bouncing it off of him if it'd be something he was interested in. And the big piece for me was I thought that we needed to get a little ahead of recruiting at Lamar and we needed to maintain some of the avenues of recruiting that Lamar had been successful with. And someone like Colton, um, I don't think he's met a stranger. And I think that's a really big thing. I think that his relationships with his student athletes are second to none his relationships with his peers. Uh, I don't think you're going to find very many people, if any, that have a massive issue with him. Um, and then his work rate. I mean, you wanted somebody that was going to come in and grind and and really embrace what we were trying to do. And he did all that. And he's done all that. And so that's been a lot of fun because it was, I know you coming in. Um, and I've seen some of the stuff that you've done. This is what I'd like for you to come do to help kind of enhance this vision that I have. And, you know, he interviewed with the girls and they loved him. And so that's been really, really big because he's, he is young, but he's a brilliant soccer mind and he connects so well with everybody that it has opened a ton of doors for us. And then with the other assistant spot, um, cause he became our recruiting coordinator. It was, I wanted somebody that had been a head coach or had aspirations of being a head coach. But really, for me, I looked at it as I'm sliding 18 inches over in this next chair. Um, That first game against Houston Christian and then the first real game against Houston, it didn't really feel like anything until just before the game because I coached so many club games. So I thought that was really neat. But I still wanted somebody that had been through that fire before. And so Kurt Albrecht, uh, I had actually worked for five years ago. He was one of my bosses when I was at the Division Three level. And 
one, what I really wanted was somebody that could walk into that office and hit him with a question of what would you do? Because this is how I'm leaning. I need you to take this info and think about it as to what you might do. And then let's, let's discuss. And in addition to all the soccer, all the recruiting, all the operation stuff that he does, I mean, he's, he sits next to me because he's my sounding board. So I very rarely make any sort of unilateral decision without staff involvement. And if I am making it, I usually let them know before I, I, I'm just saying, Hey, I'm going to do this, but I wanted a staff that could be collaborative. And that was huge. Those two actually lived in Jackson, Mississippi last year at the same time and did not know each other. Wow. Um, so um, <laughs> that, that was very interesting to me, but it was one of those things where I got along with both of them. And so I knew with that kind of being our, our basis, we would be fine. And um, you have to enjoy showing up to work together. You have to enjoy Absolutely. the games together. And uh, then the kids have to like you, you know, the kids have to respond to you. And I think we've got a staff that has done that piece really, really, really well. And so I'm thrilled with who we've got. Great stuff. What do you, do you recall maybe the exact moment where, and you kind of alluded to a little bit there with the chair, but maybe before that, before kickoff, before the first game of the season, do you do you recall the exact moment, maybe what where you were, what you were doing, where it kind of hit? Maybe you were, you know, I don't know, updating your signature block or something, or you saw it on a roster, you saw the website. Do you recall the exact moment where maybe you had that moment of, it's like, oh my God, I'm here. I'm now the head coach here at a D1 program, just down, not too far from where I grew up. You know, do you recall that moment? You know, there's been, it, it briefly hits. Uh, when I went back to, I go back every summer and I work for G and, and Phil and Lori and everybody at AM for camp. And so nothing really changed with that because, you know, I left in April and then six weeks later I was back uh, at camp. But it was, um, and I was expecting kind of to feel it then. Um, but the biggest where it was like, oh, wow, this is really happening moment was, um, that day before preseason started and everybody we had 14 returners and we brought in or 15 returners and we brought in 14 new people. And that first meeting was pretty cool, but then they all came over to the house uh, for a dinner. And it was the first that that day was the first time for myself that I had everybody that had either already been here or I had recruited in one spot. And that is a, that was a very cool moment of, you know, yeah, you're in charge, but this is, this is what we worked since I got hired in April. This is what I was working to get to. And you never think that day's coming. We, everybody started preseason on August 2nd, but our first game wasn't until the following, the, the, the Sunday, everyone starts on a Thursday. So our preseason started three days after everybody. And uh, I had to wait for, Watch all those cool videos and photos and stuff of people, you know, talking about their first day of preseason. And we had to wait three more days. And so I just never thought it was going to get here. But that was the, we think we had a 7 a.m. training session and I was in there at, at five in the morning. I was 
ready to roll. There you go. Awesome. The um, what has what don't most people know about maybe Lamar or the Beaumont community? About Lamar, oh, Lamar has one of the best engineering schools in the country. Um, it's one of the best in the state that I honestly did not know until I came here for my interview. And there's a giant billboard on I-10 that says Lamar engineering school graduates in their first 20 years out of school make the highest average starting salary, average salary for any Texas uh, school with an engineering program. And coming from A&M and all of my buddies are engineers and uh, you think about and all that in Texas and all that. And um, I had no idea. And I have found that that is a, I mean, that's a big selling point. And how many women's soccer players want to be engineers? I didn't, I did not realize that because A&M, we were not, we were not attacking that, um, that type of student athlete because it's really tough. It's a really tough major to be a division one student athlete. But how many women's soccer players wanted to be engineers? And Lamar's, it's, I mean, that's right up Lamar's alley. Um, and I didn't know that. And, you know, it's one of those things where when we talk to coaches at the club level, you know, we are looking at the grades because those kids will be successful for us, even though we are a state school and it may not have that sterling reputation that a, a more expensive private school has. But, you know, that that piece to me was really, really cool. And then in terms of Beaumont, I mean, you're 45 minutes to an hour outside of Houston and, and it flies by. I mean, you get to the Bucky's uh, in Baytown and, you know, you've got 35 minutes left and you just you don't realize how close it is. But there are three major soccer clubs in Beaumont mm -hmm. that um, Dynamo Dash Beaumont has access to GA. Uh, Beaumont Youth Soccer Club is one of the largest in the state. Um, and then there's a third one that uh, Coastal Premier that, you know, is uh, Roy Lassiter uh, used to play for D.C. United in the MLS. He was one of the leading mm -hmm. goal scorers in history. He's their DOC. And okay. I, had, I had no idea about that piece of how big soccer was in the area. Um, and then I really found it out when we were not doing soccer camps this summer because of how behind we were getting hired so late, how many people wanted soccer camps. Um, there is a there is a lot of soccer playing kids in this area. I had no idea about. Wow. Yeah, I did not know. That's some stuff I didn't know either. Interesting. Yeah. And that, great question. Great or great question. Great answer, I should say. <laughs> um Switching gears here real quick, Coach, thoughts on, um, as best as you can get into it, thoughts on the trans, just the transfer portal in general, maybe not so much as it pertains specifically to your program, but, you know, or whatever you can get into, but just general thoughts on the transfer portal and thoughts on where you kind of see that going. I know I, that's a loaded. I know that's a loaded one, but it is a little bit. But I anything that empowers student athletes in this day and age, I think is is really really cool. I think that for a very long time, there's been a blurred line of amateurism um, in this country using the NCAA, and you know there was a lot. There was I could leave whenever I wanted to, 
and I would face no punishment. And the kids were the ones that suffered. And there, I think having the portal with some restrictions that they've added, I think it is a good thing for student athletes. I think, um, and I'll speak on a broad division one level with this is that there are so many schools that try to recruit so early that they are inevitably going to miss. You're going to miss even if I recruited six days before preseason. But there are so many schools that try to project out that miss. And the student athletes that miss um, in their recruiting process because they fall in love with labels. They fall in love with a, a Power 5 label or a Division One label or, you know, a conference label, anything like that. And they um, – they don't get the experience they're looking for. And so I can speak uh, to Lamar is we will live in the portal every year because there are so many kids in this state that leave because they're chasing a label and they miss the experience or they, they didn't know what they wanted until they got there and realized it wasn't what they wanted. And the one thing I can speak to our student athletes about that we've, that we've got is that almost to a person, every transfer that we've brought in, in our meetings has said how much happier they are because instead of going where the lights shine brightest and missing out on the true recruiting process, they were able to attack what was actually valuable to them. And so I, that, that was a really nice thing to hear, but they wouldn't have had that option if they didn't have the portal. So selfishly, we're always going to be in the portal because so many kids are going to be in there and it, we'd be every school would be dumb not to. Um, but I'm all for having a little restriction, but we're empowering our student athletes by letting them enter the portal and leave. Right. Right. So how would you, you know, you're eight, you're eight games into your first season there at Lamar. Mm -hmm. And obviously you're still getting to know your, you're still getting to know your, uh, your athletes, they're your student athletes. Um, how would you characterize the personality of this team so far? They're eager to please. Um, they, they will, if I, <laughs> I would, if I asked them to cross, to stand in front of a train, I think they would do it, but they would definitely ask me why, but they would still do it after, if I gave them a reasonable explanation, they are very, eager to please um this group um they just they they take into each other so well um they just i don't even know the right word for it they're just i enjoy interacting with them every single day it doesn't matter what kid it is it's just been an enjoyable group that it's tough to really label with one word um they keep me on my toes there are some days where you're just like, I have no idea what's happening in this locker room. And there are other days where you can just tell that they're here and they're getting the job done. Um, but they, they just, they make it fun. I mean, they're a fun group without being so obnoxious, like, Hey, everything is a, is goofing right. off game thing. They, they know when it's time, um, but they can still make things fun. I mean, there's not a day that I haven't smiled being around this group and seeing my kids. Yeah, and that's great. Um, I think that that's a really cool thing. Yeah. 
you know, so so you're off to you're off to a tremendous start. You're undefeated, seven zero and one, eight games in. Play UIW tomorrow. UIW's coming coming to town. If you, having watched your games, right? Let's say you're let's say you're a, an analyst and you're covering your own games. How would you probably how would you describe Lamar women's soccer up to this point? Not a full-fledged scouting report. No, no, just, you're good. No, you like, uh, I think that they would. I think that they would tell you that we're not quite sure what we are yet. Uh, you can tell that it's nowhere close to a finished product, but they're winning in spite of it. We're successful in spite of it, but there is improvement from game to game at some aspect, at some level. Um, the Houston game was a game that obviously we got up for. We had a great crowd. But we beat Houston on a set piece. We beat Houston on counterattacks. We beat Houston with the ability to keep the ball and ping it around. Um, and I thought that if that was going to be our MO for the year, we'd be relatively successful. And because we're integrating so many people, um, there's people in new spots, obviously hearing a new message. It's been like riding a roller coaster. So there's some days where we can keep the ball better than anyone in the state. And then there's other days where we are better off just giving somebody the ball and inter and picking them off and countering. Um, and then there's other days where it's just all over the place. There's no, there's no set style yet. So I think that you can see flashes of really, really, really good. Um, but I think that if I was an analyst, I'd sit there and say they are slowly morphing into what the final product would be. And to me, as a coach, we've got six weeks left. It's kind of what you want to be like. We're not done yet. We are right. nowhere near uh, peaking. And there's a lot to work on every single day, which is, I mean, that's why we do it. Right. So we, we want to be ready by November. And, you know, that's kind of where we're at. What has you, you know, we talk about, obviously, you're focused on the season right now. You're focused on these next six weeks. What has you excited about the remain those six weeks and beyond? Obviously, the most excited, I guess. Obviously, you know, I, I try to keep I try to keep the main thing the main thing. You know, it, it's not about being undefeated. It is about just making sure we're doing our job the right way every single game. Every single game to me is the most important game. But it is knowing that we've taken some really good shots from people and absorbed them. They haven't some some of them made a stagger, but we've gotten back up. Um, but now we are about to hit a phase where every game we play is against a team that is chasing us. And, and by chase, I mean, obviously when you're top of the table, everybody is, but they're, they are within a couple games of us. And so knowing, knowing that they knock us off from being unbeaten, from being undefeated in conference, um, and also moves in one game closer to us. That's a really big deal. Um, but the other piece is, is after this weekend, I think we go through a stretch where like five of our next six games are against teams that we've already played. So now we've, we've, we've dealt with a team once and now we got to do it again. And we have to do it uh, some at home, some away, but you're getting to that point where teams are starting to fight for seeding or they're still alive in the conference title race. And, you know you're getting everybody's best shot. So that that's kind of one of the things that I I dreaded because I knew this stretch was coming, but 
it's really exciting because it's why you know you've got a target on your back we wanted to be the hunted this year our goal was to go from hunter to hunted we've just done it a little bit faster than i was anticipating awesome great stuff great perspective too so all right so as we start transitioning here coach i'll have this final question here for you finish finish this question or finish this uh, statement here this sentence the 2022 season will be a success if that's a good one it reminds me i don't know if you watch hard knocks but dan campbell got asked a question about the 2022 detroit lions and he he paused for like a minute um and it was a meme and all that you know i would say that we've Everything past this point is cherry on top. You want to win a conference championship. That's why you come to Lamar. That's why we coach the game. That's why we play. Um, and But I refuse to let that be the defining factor for this group because there's so much that can happen. But um, this season to me has already been a success. Like we've done, we've, we've transitioned into what we want our group to be. And now everything else is just a cherry on top. There's no, I, I, there should be zero pressure on these kids. I mean, they're, I think, I think that's the best part of what we do. There's zero pressure. Everybody wants there to be because you were unbeaten and we're top of the table, but I, I don't care. It's, it's, people are, people are starting to talk about Lamar in ways that they hadn't in a few years. And to me, that's the success. Well, that was a loaded well, question, by the way. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I do. I do recall that uh, I did see actually not too long ago because I know it obviously it ended a while a couple of weeks back, but I did see that episode and uh, it was almost to the point. I remember when Dan Campbell was asked that in Hard Knocks, I thought I thought it was going to be kind of like that last episode of The Sopranos where it just fades, goes to black. black, Right. Like he just doesn't answer. Right. But yeah. Yeah. He paused on that for a good minute. Yeah. They they can and they will. And that was what exactly popped in my my head, but it, it's, yeah. it's such a good group that, you know, that's you, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it, to me, to me, we're still, we're still getting to know these kids. We're still um, finding out cool things about them and what makes them tick that, you know, there there's all of this is just a cherry on top, but there's so much that we, we still can do that. That's what makes it exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Coach. Well, stick around. I know you're going to stick around. Don't go anywhere. We get to uh, bring you back for our counterattack segment. We get to pick on you a little bit, have some fun at your expense. Just kidding. Just kidding. But don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsor. College Promoters USA, founded and located in San Antonio, operates as the only family-owned college recruiting company in Texas that brings a truly professional, local, and face-to-face approach to area high school student-athletes and their families. As the lead sponsor and proud supporter of the 5050 Podcast, alongside Coach Hector Cano, College Promoters is proud to be elevating its support for the college soccer recruiting process more than any other service in the country. If your son or daughter is serious about competing in college soccer, call College Promoters USA directly at 210-494-6363 or visit collegepromotersusa.com anytime. College Promoters USA, the best investment a parent can make in their high school student athlete. 
All right, and we are back with Nathan Kogut, the head women's soccer coach for Lamar University, as they uh, return to the pitch tomorrow. What time is that kickoff tomorrow, Coach? 7 p.m.? 7. 7 p.m. 7 p.m., first conference game of the season. Is that right? Oh, no, we're this is our fifth conference game of the season. Fifth. Is, oh, never mind. Yeah, I mean, yeah never mind. Yeah, 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 we're never playing mind. Uh, Incarnate Word this year, though. Right, 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 right. Uh, so they return to the pitch tomorrow, 7 p.m. at home versus UIW. Um, all right, coach, it's time to dive in. Counterattack. Uh, we uh, get to have some fun, ask you some random off-the-wall questions, some soccer, some non-soccer. You ready to dive in? I'm ready. Let's go. All right. So this first one I ask. Now, all of these are as a as a coach, not as a player. Okay. So yeah. um, any game day superstitions or rituals? <laughs> I might be one of your most superstitious guests. Um, you know, our <laughs> girls sit in the same seat on the bus because I make them. Um, I, I love it. I love it. I've got a road game outfit. I've got a home game outfit um, based and I've got a shower routine. I mean, I am, I'm not a like right shoe on before left shoe person, but I do outfits and, you know, my routine is pretty much the same. So if something goes wrong with the outfit, what do we do? What happens? Or if some, you know, something gets destroyed, something gets lost, how, oh, how do we how do we adjust? Oh, it is a it is rough. Um, I usually have two shirts in the office uh, for home games. For road games, I usually have a polo and a training top just in case. Um and if it if it doesn't work, you know we uh, we readjust. We we do better the next time. All right, awesome. So, all right, next one song you are most afraid to admit that you secretly like. Song afraid. you're embarrassed to admit you like. Maybe you secretly like. Oh man, it takes a lot to embarrass me. Um, anything by Taylor Swift. I mean, I. Uh, I think it shocks the girls when Taylor Swift comes on and I just crank it out. Um, I love Taylor Swift and I'm not really embarrassed by that, but it's not something that it is something that I know that they weren't expecting and people don't expect from me. There you go. All right. Good. All right. All right. Next one here. So superpower here. You rather be invisible or a mind reader. <laughs> um, hmm. Mind reader mind reader i am a people pleaser and it is a lot easy, easier to do that when you can read their mind so that is a very very big piece for me yeah we might we might have to inevitably change up that question a little bit because it just when you're speaking to coaches that just seems like such a like such an obvious one right with our with our athletes we want to be able to know what's going on in their brain so yeah yeah, I don't. I don't blame you. I'm right with you. I'm right yep. with you. So, all right. Are you a meme, meme, gif, gif, whichever, meme, gif, or emoji person, or one all of the above? What are you? Sometimes I use emojis. Sometimes um, I hate using LOL. Like I, that is my. I do not use LOL or any of those acronyms. If I do, you know I'm being a, a smart aleck. Um, sometimes I'll use memes. I can't make them though. Like a lot of people can 
pull up uh, one of those photos and they can quickly make one. Our girls are really good at it. I can't do that, but um, I, do, generator. I do use the, uh, the, the GIFs or the GIFs. I use those a lot. So that's, yeah. that's my thing. Yeah. I'm not a big, uh, what gets me with LOL as well. I'm not a big, I'm not big on that either because I've been in meetings before. Right. And I'll, I'll text, I'll send something to a coach in the same meeting. Right. They'll reply to me with LOL and I'm looking right at, right at them and they're silent. I was like, bro, that's not what that means. <laughs> but yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, that's just I, me. I am very open with people that I don't do that at all. I, yeah. If I do it, it might be really, really fast. But it is not in my texting vocabulary. Yeah, yeah. I feel you on that one. So, all right. Next one. This one always tends to ruffle feathers for some reason. But okay. favorite and least favorite soccer team. You can't say Lamar. All right. You can't say Lamar. Favorite, favorite and is, least favorite. Fa I mean, my favorite and least favorite tend to be the same sometimes. Uh, I'm a Manchester United fan. Um, oh. But I hate, hate the way they do things these days. But I'm a I'm a United guy. My least favorite. Um, it depends on the day. Uh, I'm not a huge. I like watching Liverpool play, and I like Klopp, but I don't like Liverpool. I can't stand Real at all. Um, and I mean, Arsenal. They, they've been so down for so long that it's tough to hate them anymore. Um, but I don't know if I really hate anybody because I think I'm just so jaded from what United has been like the last few years <laughs> that I'm just like, yeah. you know what? We, you guys, we were obnoxious for years and years and years. Here's your, right. here's your chance to, to do it. I don't even hate city. You know, they, they've just bought everybody yeah. at some point. They've got to go broke maybe, but perhaps not going to be there forever. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you were almost going for the uh, the triple threat there. You hit on two two of the three teams that that I actually that I do follow that I support there, uh, minus Arsenal, of course. So of course. All right, next one. Um, one thing. So you are appointed. This is another one that I like to ask coaches. You're appointed the soccer czar in America, right? And uh, what's one thing or the first thing that you change? regarding soccer in America tomorrow. I, agenda item number one. Uh, 1A is I bring everybody into one umbrella. And there's too many USYS and US soccer and US club. Everybody's in one umbrella. And the second piece is we go back to the old way of creating age groups. Instead of going by year, we go back to like the school year or something like that, the way it used to be. Um, especially like when I was growing up, it was, I was in 87, I was born in 86 because of where my birthday fell. I'll go back to that. So you start to get some of those late, you don't get a December 05 kid playing with a January 05 kid and have that whole year behind right. development that i think i would make yeah. that change i would make that change as well yeah yeah it's a good one who would play you in a movie <laughs> oh man uh josh gad from uh well he's olaf and frozen but i just saw him in new girl in an episode last night i'm like yeah 
it used to be Shia LaBeouf, and then I put weight on, and he went crazy, and it's not him anymore. <laughs> All right, next one. Um, bucket list destination. Bucket list. I would love to go to Old Trafford. Um, yeah, I my my bucket list is very easy. It's I would like to see a Manchester Derby at Old Trafford. You know, something I would change about a lot of the guests I've had on this show that are coaches is there's been way too many Manchester United fans and a lot of them, they all almost all of them, right. Going back to probably one of our very first episodes with, with Randy Waldrum. Right. I think Mm -hmm. he said that just is, is visiting old Trafford. Right. So we've had had multiple coaches say that my second one. So I'm a, been very spoiled. I'm a very, I like all sports. If there's a ball, I'll watch it. So I'm not all soccer all the time. Uh, I grew up a massive Buffalo Bills fan, and I grew up really? a massive Buffalo Sabres fan and Atlanta Braves fan. So the Braves won the World Series last year. But I would tell you that if I could pick like a moment in time as and create that as my bucket list, I would love to be at the Super Bowl with my dad when the Bills finally win it. And the yeah. part B of that is I want to be in Buffalo for the parade with my dad when that happens. So there's a, there's a one B part of that one. Now where'd the Buffalo was it? Was, is your dad a Buffalo a Bills is, fan uh, as well? Is that where that came from? Just outside of Buffalo. Gotcha. So he, he is a Bills, Bills guy. And um, I just kind of naturally came into the suffering. Yeah. So I don't know, man, this, this could be the year. This could, this is, this could be, this could definitely be the year, right? Knock on wood. Don't, yep. don't want to jinx them. Right. Yep. You know, Although I am a Cowboys fan, so by nature, I think I am going to jinx them a little bit, you know, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. So, all right. Next one. Hobby you discovered during the pandemic, during the pandemic. Laziness. So I went for walks a lot. Um, I didn't realize how much I enjoyed going for, going for walks. Um, and it was, I like putting my headphones in and just walking. Um, uh, and I never thought about it. It's not at a crazy pace. It's it's just getting out and listening to music. I don't listen to pod, podcasts. I, I, I'm ADHD, so stuff has to change a lot. So I have to be – the fact that yours is like is televised, that's how I, I sit and consume it is because I can watch it live. Um, but I struggle with, with stuff that keeps me – like can't be active. So I listen to music. But I walked a lot during the pandemic. Um, I wish I would have read more. I wish I would have uh, um, worked out more. But I walked a lot. And it was one of those things where I, I realized how much I just enjoy doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I was kind of the opposite. I, I worked out a lot, but I didn't walk a whole lot, if, <laughs> if that makes any sense. You know, especially, yeah. Because at the time... You know, I was coaching, you know, I was coaching and teaching in a different part of the state. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we were just I was stuck to a desk basically for about 10 months. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was when I, it was a lot of sitting. It was a lot of, you know, Google classrooms like crazy. And when I wasn't doing that, I was on a bike or I was lifting. I was trying push ups, crunches, whatever, whatever you could do to stay active. But mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't find myself doing a whole lot of walking. So interesting. 
All right, another superpower. The ability to speak every language or talk to animals. Oof. We've got a zoo in this house, so part of me would like to speak to animals. But I, uh, the way that the world is growing and the connectivity of this population, I would like to be able to speak every language. Um, yeah. I think that that is a, a massive one. I think so too. As, as a coach, it definitely is right. As a coach for sure in soccer, that's for sure. So, all right, coach, final one. So we're going to put you on the spot. You got to be completely objective, right? We give okay. you truth serum here and you got to be completely objective here. So on a scale of one to 10, one being your God awful, a 10 is you are the, the model standard. How good or bad of a driver are you? Oh gosh. Uh, nine and a half. The only reason it's not a 10 is sometimes I don't use my blinker when I change lanes, but I am super efficient. So, you know, I'm coming over, but I am, I am, I'm knocking on wood right now, but I am top of the line. Um, no nonsense. I get where I'm going. Yeah. So interesting. So nine and a half, I think, you know, coach G, I think coach G said he was a 10. I think he said I he was a 10. Ride. I'd never ride with G. <laughs> <laughs> I think he said, I think he said, if I'm not mistaken, I think he said he'd have multiple family members that could confirm it. If I'm not mistaken, we'll, we'll have to go back to that one. He's, he's very, that I like to drive. So I, I love driving. I will usually drive sometimes over flying. Um, he likes to drive more than I do. Um, he will actively be like, I'm going to get in my car and go. And he, he would go wherever. Um, but every, he, you know, he'd go to Dallas and a lot of people are like, I'm going to Dallas and we're going to spend the night and G is going to Dallas doing a training session. And he's back that night because he just loves driving. So I can, yeah. I could vouch for G being sitting himself as a 10 because he is in the car a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Great stuff. Well, this has been, uh, this has been absolutely awesome coach. We've loved having you on. This has been great. You shared a lot of great info. Um, with us and you know your again your squad is off to a tremendous start in year one for you um as is customary before we wrap up we like to kind of share our final thoughts and uh since you are our guest we'd like to kind of give you the floor here and uh, just let you share shout outs thank yous final thoughts whatever anything and everything you want to get into the floor is yours oh i i appreciate you allowing me to come speak about lamar uh we we have a very very good school and a very good soccer program and I think this is just the beginning of, of what we're building. So um, I, I know that my Twitter handle was on the, the tweet that you've sent out for the 50-50 pod. Um, our staff is on Twitter and we're on social media. If you are interested and would like to reach out, please don't hesitate because I think that we are building something really special. Um, and I'd be remiss if I didn't thank or re speak about uh, we are, as soccer coaches, we do not do this alone. So I am fortunate to work with a really good staff who does a lot of gap filling, um, which is why I, I hired them. So they do a great job with our kids and our administration. So that's, that's big. And then our families have to, they do a lot of gap filling when we're gone. I mean, we're, we're done from August to the beginning of December when we hit the dead period. So I have a, great fiance and uh, parents and future in-laws that uh, 
do a really good job of maintaining the ship while I am AWOL a lot. And um, I think that they deserve a, a shout out as well. So I appreciate this. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, no, well said coach. And thank you. Thank you for being on here. Thank you for your time as well. I know there's all kinds of other things, including spending time with the family before, before another match tomorrow uh, that you, all kinds of other things, prepping for a match tomorrow, what have you with your staff. I know you all have done the work already had another training session today, as you mentioned, but the fact that you're willing to spend the time here and be with us, uh, share some insight, some information on Lamar, what you all are doing. Uh, we, we really appreciate it. So thank you. Um, my final thoughts really is it's good to be back. We were out for the last, uh, almost the last month, really, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so it's good to finally be back on the air and for our listeners, for our supporters, thank you again. You know, you hear us say it time and time again, but you really are the reason why we do it. We're grateful for each and every one of our listeners, our supporters. Again, you can find us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at 50 underscore 50 pod on Instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast. Then you can find, you can also find us on all podcast platforms, all major podcast platforms. Just go on there, like rate, subscribe. You can also find us on YouTube. The best way is subscribe you can sign up for notifications hit that bell and this way you'll see we've we, we've been blessed and we've been lucky enough to have great guests such 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 as coach Kogut and other many great coaches on here we're looking forward to another great another great year uh of all kinds of of all kinds of cool stuff also as we start to get college soccer starts hitting their their crunch time and then also on the horizon we have texas high school soccer uh, my season actually kicks off in about three weeks on the private school side, on the tap side as well. So looking forward to that as we enter our season. So all kinds of all kinds of exciting time. Plus, it's also American football, as they say, season in Texas. So we know what that we know what that means. Right. So, yeah. again, for our listeners, thank you so much. Our supporters, thank you so much. Blessed to be able to say that we're listened to in 38 countries. I always say I have no idea how that happened, but we're grateful for that. And to Coach Kogut and to the entire Lamar Women's Soccer coaching staff, thank you, and we wish you the absolute best of luck tomorrow and with the rest of your season. And listeners, supporters, you know what to do. Until the next time, keep downloading and keep listening. You've been listening to the 5050 Podcast, powered by College Promoters USA. Help us continue to grow by liking, rating, and subscribing on all major podcast platforms. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 50 underscore 50 pod, on Instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast, as well as on YouTube at the 50 underscore 50 podcast. Until the next time, keep downloading and keep listening.